Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 341. And today, we're going to be talking about how to create a plan to increase profits and choose better future products. And this is actually a little bit of a hybrid of a of an episode because uh, I'm having a guest on, Megan Lofton, who actually has been emailing me oh, probably for the past year. She's gotten started a little over a year ago, I believe. And uh, she's just been emailing me saying like she's really enjoying the content and she's actually documenting her process, kind of like an accountability uh, partner in YouTube. So she's posting over there, which is pretty cool. But she's been reaching out saying like, when are you going to do a meetup in North Carolina? Because, you know, there's a lot of people in North Carolina that would probably like to do a meetup. So we've been just kind of having this conversation back and forth. And then she started telling me about her recent success as far as like, well, I'm generating some revenue now. Like that's a success, right? Like we've earned our first dollar. And I always tell people like that's one of the biggest, the biggest things in the beginning is just proving that the concept works, not necessarily that you got to make a huge profit. But what I said was, listen, you've learned a ton through this process, which she agreed, and you're going to hear that in this interview. And then she's also got ideas for future products. So she started to kind of like pick my brain through these emails. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's hop on a call. I'll have you come on the podcast. You can talk about your first experience as far as like going through, picking your product, what you've done, you know, or what you would do differently, you know, what have you learned, like all of that stuff. And then I can maybe give you some advice moving forward on those future products or maybe even look at your current product and see what we can do to increase profits on that because her profits are really low on the first product because of a couple of things that she overlooked and she's aware of that, but we were able to find a place where she could probably save about $4 a unit and then this way here that would come back into her pocket. So then it might make it worth continuing with product number one. So you're going to hear about all of that stuff. So like I said, it's kind of like a hybrid call. We're doing an interview to kind of let you guys see how someone started from scratch and now is doing around $1,600 a month in revenue. Not, you know, not earth shattering, not like huge numbers, but it's numbers. Like some people don't even get to $100. Like, so I wanted to share this because a lot of you do like these little case studies or these little, you know, interviews where I have someone come on that talks about their victory. Like their victory in the beginning is like, yes, it works. But then also like, okay, I learned a ton. What did I learn? And then we can go ahead and and do a better job moving forward. And that's what I wanted to do here. And then we really get into some strategy. We start talking about how she can take product number one and still make that a success. And then from there, launching new products in the future. So her name is Megan Lofton. Like I said, really excited to share this with you. I think you guys are going to get a ton out of it. So I just want to remind you guys on the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 341. You can get all the transcripts, the show notes, all of that stuff, the links that we talk about. And then I would remind anyone, if you're brand new, I just had an email just before I got on here and someone was like, Scott, I'm brand new. Where do I start? And I usually tell people to go to theamazingseller.com forward slash start. That's a great resource. But then the other place is if you want like the entire like process laid out for you, that would be our free workshops. And uh, I would say just head over to that page, theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop and register for an upcoming workshop because there we will lay out exactly step by step in about a 60 minute time frame to where you can get started from scratch 
attach to launching your first product. So guys, if you're brand new and just maybe tuning in for the first time, number one, thank you for joining us and uh, welcome. And uh, hopefully you're going to get a ton of value. And I think this one here is really good because we kind of go back to the early stages of Megan and we talk about how she got to where she is, what her future plans are and uh, where she wants to grow this. And then also we talk about how to increase what she already has in motion right now. So as usual, I'm going to stop talking now so you guys can listen to this recorded coaching call and interview that I did with Megan Lofton. Enjoy. Hey, Megan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How you doing? Hey, Scott. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to uh, to have you on. I know we've had a little bit of communication back and forth. Uh, I know you live kind of close to where I am. You're, you're in, are you in North Carolina or South? I- I'm in North Carolina, but right on the border. Okay, yeah, we are too. You're just more, I think you're west, you said? Yeah, yeah, a little west of you. Yeah, okay, cool. So, uh, and we had talked about, uh, you know, you're like, come on, come on, you got to do a, you know, a a meetup here in North Carolina, not now that you're here. And uh, and it is something that we're definitely considering. But um, yeah, so we've had some communications back and forth. And um, and then you have uh, recently, uh, I say recently, I'm not sure exactly the date, but not that long ago, you've kind of launched your own product and you're in the process Mm -hmm. of launching more products. So what I want to do is I want to get a little bit more of your back. Story And it's funny because when I said, hey, Megan, you want to come on the podcast and just kind of chat about this stuff? And you were kind of like, well, I don't know. Is my is my story really, you know, that compelling or this, that and the other thing? And I'm like, you know what? It's real. Right. It's like where where people are in in certain stages. It's not I don't always have to have the people on that are doing one hundred thousand dollars a month, because to me, a lot of people that I talk to, they say I like the people that are just starting or that people are are kind of, you know, still kind of working their way up. And um and I, I think a lot of people get value from that as well. And the other thing I wanted to do, because you had some questions um, and you were just talking about things that you were working on. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe we can turn this into kind of like a coaching call, too, where I can kind of work through some of those um, some of those things that you're thinking about or that you might be you know, struggling with or stick, you know, have a couple sticking points. And we can kind of discuss them here live on the podcast. So, um, again, I want to thank you for coming on, spending a little bit of time with us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Megan and then also how you got to where you are right now in the FBA kind of Amazon space? Yeah, I'd be happy to. That's a, that's a lot to walk through all at once, but yeah. I'll do my best <laughs> to keep it short. That's all right. Uh, so I first found out about FBA about a little over a year ago, probably about 13 months ago or so. And okay. The way, the way I found out about it was through Steve Chu of My Wife Quit Her Job. Yep. He was on another podcast that I listened to, and um, I just got really interested. I went and read his entire blog over the course of about two weeks, and through that, found out about the FBA opportunity, and, and um, actually, he led me to you to listen to the Amazing Seller podcast. Oh, cool. And and yeah, and so I've listened to I probably all <laughs> over the course of the last year, probably everything that you've put out. Nice. And I uh, just really was attracted to the business model of it. Um, I'm somebody that I do work a day job um, in a very high demanding, high stressful field, but I love it. And mm-hmm. I don't want to quit my job, um, you know, to do other stuff, but I've always just had this little ink- inkling to do something that was just for myself. You know, I just, I've always wanted to build a little side business just for myself that like, this is mine. And no matter what happens in my day job, I have this little thing that I can work on and play sure, with. Sure. And, and the FBA model is really attractive to me for that reason, because there's a lot of work that you have to do. I mean, it's absolutely work, mm-hmm. but I don't have to physically be there doing something. I can manage it during, you know, the night, during nights, weekends, slow times on my lunch break and whatever. So for me, it just really seemed like the perfect model 
um, to pursue. Yeah, so, totally. Totally is a great model. And again, I think you've kind of illustrated everything right there by saying like once you got kind of go through the initial kind of, you know, the pains of getting started, it, it can mm-hmm. become semi passive in a sense to where once you get it rolling, you have some things that come up, things you got to look at. But to me, it's the closest thing to a digital product in my eyes, because once you get stuff into Amazon, that's your products, they take care of a lot of the heavy lifting. Exactly. It's so nice to get an email uh, that says Amazon shipped the product you sold. And like, we, <laughs> yeah, you right. know, I'm like, oh, I sold something. Fun. Cool. Right, <laughs> so right. that, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that aspect of the business. Um, and so I, I learned about it last year. It took me up until February of this year to actually get a product into the warehouse. And um, last year, at the same time I was starting the FBA channel, I also started a YouTube or the FBA sales process. I also started a YouTube channel called the Bootstrap Boutique just to give myself some accountability to keep going. And if you watch those videos, you'll notice that I got very distracted about summertime Mm -hmm, (laughs) because my mm -hmm. husband and I were going through a move and all this stuff. We moved again in December um, about the same time I sent my wire for my products um, to China. Okay. And wire got held up for five weeks with a bank here in the States. And I didn't even realize that because I was so distracted, had so much other just life stuff going on. Oh yeah, of course. And and so I feel like I've made, you know, all the mistakes. (laughs) I feel like I've done them all. Um, and, but I got my product. Like you said, I just recently started selling about five or six weeks ago and finished up my first 30 days with what I would call a very average $1,600 in sales. Okay. Uh, so I, I was not one of those people that launched a product straight out of the gate, you know, and hit that $10 a sale day. Um, I've had some days over 10 sales a day, but uh, I've had a lot of days where I've had three or four sales. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that is my fault for probably going into a category that was a little bit too competitive, um, for maybe a good first product, but you know, it's been a really good learning experience too. I'm happy that I am still making these sales, um, and, and have just really been able to learn a lot through the process of doing it. Well, I think that's key though. Like, like let's highlight that. Like when you're going through that process, you're like learning and so many people discount that. They're like, you know, I spent, you know, $3,000 or $5,000 to get my, my products live or my product live. And it's just, it's not giving me the results I want. I failed. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. no, you did not. Like you can now, you know, go back and and take all those lessons learned and correct those or make better choices. Like you said, maybe you went into a little bit of a competitive market and maybe now you would scale that back a little bit because of what you've done, you know, or maybe you would just do it differently. And when you launch, because you learn something through that process, but you won't, you won't learn anything unless you actually do it. Like you can listen to my podcast, you can listen to other people's podcasts or blogs or whatever, and you can get an idea of what it'll be like for that person or those people, but it's never going to be the exact same thing for you. You've got to do it. You got to live it. So yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I learn by doing, and and so yeah, there's some things that I would do differently for sure the next time around that I will do differently. But it's just this experience has been invaluable for actually learning by doing and realizing like I can do this and I can actually launch in a competitive market and still sell products. Yeah. So it's yeah. not a loss by any means. Yeah. No. And that's uh, I think that's huge for a lot of people to understand. Like you, it's if you want to learn, do you know? That's what I've always said. Yeah. Like if you want to learn how to do something, be willing to go there and fail a little bit in a sense, and or make mistakes. And then learn mm-hmm. from those from those mistakes. What happened with the wire transfer? Is that something that you learned that you could do differently, or was that something that you couldn't avoid? 
Well, what happened with it was I went to the bank, you know, you fill out all the wire paperwork, yep. they, they send that, and then it gets reviewed by someone else mm-hmm. in their wire department. And I think just the fact that I was sending, um, you know, what was it, $3,000 or so to China, sure. and I had never done that before, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> um, they held it up for more questioning. But there was an issue of communication at the bank because the person that held the wire, I, I think they went on Christmas vacation and forgot about it, honestly, but they, they were okay. holding the wire. They did not relay that to my bank. Um, they just needed more information about the breakdown, what was cost of goods, what was shipping. Um, and it it just got held there and and my supplier emailed me and they're like, we don't have our money yet. And I was like, what? And so I, um, went to the bank the next day and got it worked out. But, you know, and I just say that was my fault because I believe like nobody cares more about your money than you do. So I should have been monitoring that. But you were busy. You were moving. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. What are you going to do? I take take the blame for that though. Yeah. very frustrated. So, okay, let, let me ask you this. So, okay, so let, let's, let's dig into really quickly, like your first product, like through that process, like a lot of people want to know, like, okay, so how did you find your first product? Like, what was your technique there? Was it just using a tool or was it, you know, doing a touch list or was it doing um, something that you were involved in? Like what gave you the idea to start going into that market? Yeah, the product that I launched with was actually the third product that I seriously tried to move forward with. Um, The very first product I tried to move forward with, I got to the purchase order place with my supplier and I sent the purchase order and they came back and they said, you know what, we don't want to work with you. This is too complicated for the simple order. And then (laughs) I never heard from them again. Oh boy. uh, Yeah, the second product I was really excited about was going to be huge as, you know, volume size and all the freight forwarders were like giving me quotes that I just couldn't make money off of it. Um, so set that one aside too. And then I finally got to this third product and I, I found it through jungle scout. I'm, I'm a big fan of jungle scout. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like, I just use their Chrome extension. I don't use the yep. web app because I like going through and digging around in what I call the bowels of Amazon, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the, like the subcategories of the subcategories yeah. and just kind of following, um, you know, down the rabbit hole of what I'm, what I think is interesting and different. And the, I think that that gives me opportunity to find things that maybe other people aren't looking for. But I also have noticed in myself a tendency to go back to those same categories over and over again and not really explore the full variety of everything Amazon has. So there's pros and cons to doing it that way, but that's what I've been doing so far. Do you find yourself like when maybe something new happens in your life or you start looking for something because you need to fix something or whatever. Do you automatically now like think to yourself like, Hmm, I wonder if that's selling on Amazon. Does that, does that happen to you? I do. And I have on my camera roll on my phone so many pictures of things like (laughs) when I was in um, a Cabela's store, which is way outside of my wheelhouse. And I was just taking pictures of random things like, Oh, I wonder if they sell this on Amazon. Oh, this looks like a good private label product. Yeah. Or I was um, home visiting my parents a few weeks ago. My mom mentioned that she needed to buy something um, for her patio. And she's like, I got the last ones on Amazon. I'll just get it from there too. And I was like, huh, good yeah. idea. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I'm Liam on, on Amazon looking it up. She's like, what are you doing? But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're doing that all the time. My, my wife, um, just yesterday had said, said something to me about, um, about a product that she, she was like, you know, you know, like these are the, these, I mean, I, I have to get these now because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm using this, this, this one technique or whatever. And, and she's like, and I'm, you know, I, I really think that you could probably sell these on Amazon. I'm like, 
all right, listen, like there's a brand I'm already working with that we're already like so many products deep, like we're working on. I'm like, I don't need any more products right now. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, it's like distraction. Put it on the list right now. I'm good right now. And she started laughing and, and she's like, well, I'm just saying. And I go, yeah, I know you're saying, but it's actually more work for me right now. I've, I've got so many right now with this one brand that I'm that I'm working with that it's like it's going to keep me busy for a while like there's a list of products that we want to launch so uh, um yeah you know sure. yeah but it's it's it I, I just do that all the time I mean if I'm I don't know if I'm fixing something or something broke I'd be like hmm I wonder if these sell and then all of a sudden you're like oh wow they are wow this is crazy mm-hmm. like there's a holy yeah the people are buying these things you know so it's like I think that just being aware of what you are doing and even your, like you said, your mother um, had something. My father just had hip surgery, um, replacement surgery. So he's got some different devices that he's buying and, you know, recovery stuff and all this. And it's like, those are things that could be potentially a product, you know? So anyway, I just wanted to kind of talk about that because a lot of people say, I think all the products are already, you know, taken. And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) there's just so many that you could, you just aren't even scratching the surface. Exactly. Exactly. And, and once you start looking, then you, I mean, I have two notebook pages full of ideas and mm. it's now the hard thing is, but which one? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, exactly. it's finding products is not the problem. Right. It's, it's, it's like picking the, which the one, the right one. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's just go really quickly through your launch. So when you launched that product, what was your strategy moving forward? Like, uh, did you, how, how many units did you order first? 250. Okay. So 250, nice, small little order. Um, mm-hmm. was it an oversized product or the product is not oversized, but, um, the box, I mean, the product is about two pounds, okay. um, That's not two bad. pounds each. So, so it was still a very large order that has been sitting, you know, in my guest bedroom because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only ship in a, a few at a time, sure. um, about 50 at a time. And, uh, yeah, so, so it was a small order quantity wise. So I, um, I did not do any giveaways. Um, okay. which, you know, that strategy is maybe not as effective now anyway, because sure. you can't do it in exchange for review. So I haven't, I have not done any giveaways. That was never my plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a strategy I want to employ. I just, I need my husband to help me do it. And he's been really busy, um, <laughs> with work lately. So he hasn't been able to, but, okay. um, you know, which wouldn't be creating video tutorials to put on YouTube mm. with a link back to the product. That's, yeah. um, that's my plan on yeah. how to actually move some of these units. That's a good strategy. Uh, hopefully a little faster. Yeah. And then, um, I, I just turned on PPC as soon as the product landed, as soon as it went live on Amazon and that has driven sales. I mean, that's been effective. Um, and I email people for reviews. I have not used a, um, review server or a, email service. Yeah. The ones that will email for you. I haven't done that. I've just gone into seller central where you can email people and yes, request you manually do feedback. That. Right. Yep. I just manually do it every Friday. Um, my whole thing is bootstrapping, which is why I named my YouTube channel, the bootstrap boutique, because I want to just try and invest as little as possible where it makes sense. I mean, yeah. there's certainly things where it makes sense to spend money. Um, but if I can do something manually for not a lot of time investment, then I'm just trying to, to do it that way. And that's generated some great five-star reviews for me. So I've been really excited about that. And, uh, that's my strategy. It's not yeah. much of a strategy. No, no, it's, it's and I, I love it. It's, it's a lean strategy and, yeah. and I like it. And the thing that I like about that is like, you're not using the tools yet unless you start to grow to where you see that now you're spending too much time answering those or, you know, sending those emails. That'll exactly. be the time when you're going to be like, all right, I think it's time. If I'm sitting down for, you know, an hour plus each day, like that's an hour I could get back. Like, is it worth it for me just to automate that process or hire a or- VA or whatever? 
Yeah, for sure. And one thing also that makes it easier is we're only talking about one product. Right. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to request customer feedback on something that they didn't buy. Right. I I basically can't screw it up right now, which is why I'm happy to do it myself. But when it becomes more complex, then I will absolutely be going out and buying the tools I need to be more efficient. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. I I love that. And uh, it's funny, uh, Jared, I had him on not that long ago and very similar to you. He didn't do any giveaways, um, just found a really good market. And, um, him and his wife are, are, uh, you know, a team and, uh, you know, he launched it with, with no reviews and, uh, just turned on some paper click and off to the races. And I mean, mm-hmm. he had phenomenal months. I mean, months that are just mind blowing. Um, yeah. but again, he tapped into a really good market and he's got a good product and, you know, and he, he's invested in, in those products and, you know, it, it's paid off for him. But, uh, you know, now he's got growing pains as far as like, how do I keep inventory in and how do I launch the next product? Because it's, you know, a lot of capital. So anyway, you yeah. have, you have different growing pains throughout the process, but I love it. You know, like I think a lot of the strategy moving forward is like finding the right products that doesn't require thousands of reviews, um, mm-hmm. or even hundreds. And I think then, you know, being able to, to use, you know, sponsored product ads, you know, the best that you can, like to start getting those initial sales so you can start ranking. I think that's the key. I think the other part of it is, does your product lend itself to having an email list? Like, could you like do something where you did like some type of giveaway or something to attract people that were in your market and then, and then follow up with those people about a discount on your product? Yeah, it does. It absolutely cool. does. And that's um, been on my mind also. So okay. I know I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. And I, I like it that you're going slow and steady, though. I mean, I like that. There's yeah. things that you can do, but you got to prioritize those. What's going to be the best for you to do? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's definitely something that I would put up there as one of the next things that I would say for you to do, because yeah. that will help you boost sales. Like right now you said like, well, you know, some days I might only get one sale. My money might get zero sales, but then one day I might get three to five and that's mm-hmm. cool. But it'd be nice if you could email your list and get five sales a day. If you, even if you just broadcasted that out to maybe, you know, a quarter of your list every day for the next four days to just kind of get a little bit more of a boost. So then that might help you rank. So then you start getting more of those organic sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a huge advantage to that. And, you know, being able to get feedback on your next product as far as not feedback, as far as them even leaving feedback, like feedback, like, what do you guys think? We're going to be launching this. Do you like it in red or black? Like, you know what I mean? Like getting that feedback from people that are in your market is huge. Um, right. So I think that that's huge um, to, to do that. But again, you got to do one step at a time you know, for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, all right. So you've launched, you've, you've did like $1,600 in sales, which is, which is great. It's, it's again, it's proven to yourself that, okay, this, this kind of works. All right. Um, right. So what's the plan moving forward? Where, where are we at right now? And I guess, how can I help you in that next move? Yeah. So right now I feel like I'm at a bit of an inflection point. I need to make a decision on, am I going to reorder this product or am I going to move on and launch product two? I don't have the capital to do both. So I need, I have to make a decision on that. The issue I'm having with product one is that, um, the cost for me to land it at Amazon is $13 and 59 cents, which is kind of high. Um, and a lot of that is to do with the, um, shipping cost per unit is $6 92 cents. Oh, wow. um, okay. and that's via FedEx Air Express. Okay. Um, I have not looked into freight forwarding because that just to me adds layers of complexity. I know I could bring the cost down, but, um, I wonder at what mental cost to me <laughs> it would take to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, and so my, when you figure in Amazon fees, which they went up and right in the middle of the, this period. 
So they weren't quite as high when I started, but um, my profit per unit right now is only $2.33, which is not good. Mm. Um, It was a lot more. When I talk about I make a lot of I've made a lot of mistakes and have still managed to launch a product. um, I originally thought that I was ordering 500 units and that my product cost was $3. Okay. But when I, I, my boxes came and I was counting and I was like, well, that's only 250 and went back and looked at my purchase order. And yep, sure enough, I ordered 250 units, okay. which means my product cost was $6 oh. um, just for cost of goods. So, okay. That was a little boo boo, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. I mean, it's, okay. it's okay, but it was definitely a mistake. Okay. Okay. So I'm not making. I mean, almost no money off of this, right? We're I pretty much call two dollars a break even. Um, and when you think about all your ancillary costs that you have with selling on Amazon, such as pay per click, right? Okay, so, and, but I mean, you're you're getting experience, okay? So yeah, okay, exactly, you know, exactly. for, forget about that that you know a two dollars profit. Um, yes, that's that's not what I would launch with. But you didn't think you were going to launch with that either. You thought you were going to be you know at least going to be at least probably six dollars a unit. Yeah, I was. Um, I was passing between seven and eight yeah so, with so the you, lower fees right. and the, the lower product cost, right. right okay so my first thought would be all right if you think that this could you could get this if you could um if you could get a list built that you could then push sales and you can dial in pay-per-click and you can get a steady five to 10 sales a day on this product that you already have sourced, all that stuff, how can we get the cost down? The first step is you would do freight forwarding. You know, you would do buy C. And I know that sounds scary, um, but um, I would recommend hiring a service to do it. Like I would have either guided imports or flex uh, Flexport do it. Um, they, they charge a very small fee to do it, but they handle it all. Like that, it goes literally like you just, you just basically paying them and letting them take care of all that heavy lifting for you. And if you can get that cost down, you said it's like $6 for shipping. Yeah. I mean, we, you can unit. probably get that cost down to a dollar a unit, maybe a dollar 50 a unit. So you're going to save $5, maybe $4 even on shipping um, on these units. And uh, I mean, that's money in your pocket. So now you mm-hmm. did go from $2 to $6, let's say. Um, mm-hmm. And then that makes, makes it more attractive. Um, and it's already done. Uh, so that would be one thought. But the question is, do you think you're going to be able to get a steady five to 10 sales a day? Like, that's the thing. Is there enough sales in that space right now? Is there enough depth? Is there enough demand? Yes, there, there's definitely the um, the demand is not an issue on this product. OK. Yeah. OK. So then that would answer that question. And then so the next question would be like, you know, are you fully optimizing or taking advantage of sponsored product ads? Um, can you mm-hmm. still improve that um, to get more sales? And if you can, can you rank? Are you ranking anywhere close to anywhere near like first page on for your keywords? Um, for yes, um, for one of my keywords, I am on the first page the bottom of the first page, but it is on the first page. Okay. So if we got that up to the top of the first page, you're probably going to get, cause how, how many sales are they making at the top of the page versus the bottom of the page? Top of the page is doing like 3000 sales a month on its own, okay. according to Jungle Scout. Okay. Yeah. So let's just even say that that's 2000. That's a ton, mm-hmm. right? What about like the fourth or fifth? Like go, let's move down the list a little bit. Let's say you're not yeah. number one. Yeah, that drops to between five and six hundred. Okay, so the number one is definitely taking a majority. So that's going to be hard to get there. But if Mm -hmm. we can get you in the middle of the page, it seems like we could probably grab, you know, some some of those sales. So even if it's at the five hundred, then we're saying, okay, we're still over, you know, 10 units a day. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So there is room for you to to do that. Well, how do we get there? We need more sales. How do we get more sales? Pay per click and having your own list. 
Like, there you go. Like, that's the, that would be the plan for that. So those would be the two focus points if you think you can push it to that page because you're already there. You just got to get higher up on that page. Right. Um, how is everything as far as your images go? How is your conversion rate? Like, if you look uh, at your conversion rate in the back end, like, I mean, are you converting at 5%? Are you converting at 10, 15? No, it's closer to between one and two. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty low. Okay. So, do you think that has anything to do with your images? Does it have to do with the product? Like, is your product similar to the one that's selling 3,000 units a month? It's not. And I'm a little confused even with the product that's selling 3000 a month. Um, I think that the keyword they're targeting there is kind of ancillary to uh, their okay. primary keyword. So they, they're probably getting traffic from those other ones too. I think so. Yeah. Okay. And so I don't really look at that top listing and say, that's what I want to be because their product is different. And somebody ordering my product would order it for a reason instead of the, the top listing. Gotcha. Um, okay. So let's, let's yeah. discount that one. Let's get so that I, one I out of there. Yeah. I don't yeah. pay that one a lot of attention to something for to say, wow, it'd be nice to have that many sales, but right. I don't consider them a direct competitor. Okay. So the ones that we are focusing on those there, are they similar to yours? They are. Okay. And how many, you said about 500, how, how, how many reviews do they have? They the have uh, between one and 200 reviews. Okay. So, and how many do you have approximately? I have three. How many? Three? Yeah. Okay. So again, we got room to improve there. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but that comes with sales, right? The more sales that you get, the more that they're going to naturally happen. If you only have two sales a day, your chances of getting a review, you have to probably wait. I mean, generally I see about eight to 10% that will leave reviews if you have a good follow-up. So if you're having a hundred sales, you're going to get, let's, let's say hi, let's say 10 reviews, Right. So that means mm -hmm. you got to get 100 sales before you can get those 10 reviews. So how do we get 100 sales? That's the question, right? So it always comes back to how do we get sales? How do we get velocity going? Um, and that comes down to, like I said, pay-per-click and your own list. Um, so my recommendation here would be to, number one, dial in the pay-per-click and really try to hone in on those keywords, looking at the search terms that are actually being, we're actually doing a whole week this week on sponsored product ads, which, yeah, I've been um, watching. yeah so that there should help you a lot because you're going to start mining for those keywords that are actually search terms from the keywords. So the keyword is going to be the one that's going to trigger the sponsored, uh, or I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the search terms. And then from there, we can start to expand on those, but also optimize your listing for those. So that would be like a focus. And then the second part of that would be, I would come up with something in your space, maybe even including your product. And I would come up with some type of really awesome giveaway. And I would start to advertise that, whether it's, you know, find an influencer in your space on YouTube, an Instagram channel, Pinterest, whoever is in your space that's that's really doing, you know, really well as far as like a leader or someone that has an, an audience or some, mm -hmm. some followers. And then I would advertise that to those people. I would even pay to be on that page. So we did one recently, a case study. We did it um, for um, a pair of sneakers in the sneakerhead market for my son. And we did this just as a case study. And what we did is we took a pair of Kobe uh, sneakers, uh, you know, really well-known sneaker, and it's $160 value. We raffled those off. And then on the back end of that, now we can offer products to those. Now, we did this as a case study, so I don't even have product to sell these people. But if right. I did, it would be related to a sneaker. Um, so there's another one that we're doing actually currently right now, which is a bundle that we put together. It's about a $200 value. So we, we bought these products. We bought these products. We didn't even have a product to offer in the bundle yet. We just wanted to build our launch list, but we know that people that 
want this, they're also going to want what we have to offer. Um, so that's, a, that's what I would probably do. I would find if you can add your product into a bundle, because a lot of times people are like, well, I'll just give away my product. It's $25. And it's like people aren't really excited about that. Right? right. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. OK, great, I guess. But if you do something like I always use the example of like a fishing, like, a you know, a guy that's into fishing. If you did this like awesome like fishing rod that that, you know, is like the top fishing rod um, this year in 2017 and all the fishermen like are going after it, they're buying it or they're, they're just they're loving it. You do that. You do your tackle box because you sell a tackle box, and then you add in maybe a vest, uh, and then maybe you uh, maybe a, a pro net or something. And it's a two hundred dollar value, but you buy it, and you're going to spend two hundred dollars. That's your promotional cost. And then you draw tra- you drive traffic to that giveaway, and then you let that run for thirty days. You collect the emails, and on the back end of that, you can then sell your tackle box to anyone that doesn't win and give them a discount. Right. And that's to me that is. That's going to be, to me, that's the future. Like that's the future of whether you want to sell products on Amazon, whether you want to sell products on your own site, if you want to do affiliate deals, like anything, you own that list, you control it, you drive the traffic. And then if you can drive those those sales through Amazon in the beginning, especially, that's going to also allow you to start ranking higher because mm-hmm. you're driving sales. Yeah, it makes sense. So I, I would focus on those two areas if you're still interested in, in selling that product. That's That would be like, homework. Like that would be, <laughs> right. that, that. that's what I would set out to do. Like that would be my main focus. Um, now you did mention, uh, another product potentially wanting to launch. Now, is this product related to the product you currently sell? Not, um, I mean, it would not be necessarily in the same category, subcategory on Amazon, but it's, it's within the same, uh, room of the house, I would call it. Okay. So I guess my question is, is if someone bought your first thing, could you upsell them some that th- other thing on the back end, or would it be kind of like, eh, why would you why would you offer this to me? Yeah, it would be a little too far apart for that. Okay, okay. So then I guess my thing here is 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 that's fine to do that, but mm-hmm. then that does mean that you're kind of in a sense you're doing like what we call an open brand, where yeah. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna launch multiple types of product, which is fine. But then what I would still do is I would want to create three like let's say you're gonna launch three different products in three different markets, I would still want to create um, some type of contest around those markets. So this way mm-hmm. here, I can draw people in that are interested in that space. So I could use those. So like us, we have an open brand that we're working with and we basically have five different markets in there right now. So we're going to build email lists in each of those markets. So when we go to launch products in those, in those markets, we can drive sales. Um, so that's, it's easier when you have a product that's related to each other because now all of a sudden you're starting to build this product line, but it sounds like you've kind of learned through that first product and you're not necessarily thinking you want to keep going down that road. You might want to start over new and over here now that you've kind of learned through that process. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I will definitely look into, uh, you know, the things like the shipping costs and seeing if I can get that down and make some profit that way. I've talked to my supplier and I'm trying to negotiate just a lower per item cost. Um, How much does a unit cost you before shipping? Six dollars. Okay, so and you're ordering two fifty or five hundred. Right. Okay, right. so yeah. it, I would say what are the what are the price breaks if I order a thousand? If I order two thousand? If I order three thousand? Like get those price breaks because then that'll yeah. show you what you can as you grow what that cost will start to come down. Um, the big one is the shipping. I think you can definitely get that. You could, I think, definitely cut that in half, like mm-hmm. without a doubt. Like when you're doing, uh, you said Air Express, right? Right. Yeah, that's like that's going to be the most expensive. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And I understood that, but I was at, at the point where I had sat on this product yep. for so long. I, I was it. like, you know what? I just want to launch it. But <laughs> you validated it. You know, exactly. you validated exactly. it. And that's cool. And I tell people that like, you know, don't get hung up on all the costs as long as you know that those costs can be reduced once you see and establish that this is going to work. Right. Exactly. And that's, and then that's exactly what we've done. So now I'd start refining that and I'd start, okay, now let's start getting that cost down. How do I do that? First off shipping. Let's, let's look into that. Let's focus on that this week only shipping. How do we get our shipping down? Let me contact guided imports. Let me contact Flexport. Like, let me just see what they come back at for C shipping for 250 units or 500 units or whatever you're going to order. You have to give them the, all you have to do is literally just give them the dimensions and the weight of the boxes that are going to be shipped and they'll come back with a quote. And then from there, they're going to take care of everything from port to port. Um, and even shipping it directly into Amazon if you choose to, or shipping it to your location. Mm-hmm. So it is pretty much a seamless thing. That's what's so cool about it is it's A to Z. It's like they're going to, you're not going to have to contact 11 different people like you would if you were doing it all manually yourself, which I think that's the scary part for a lot of people, including myself. Like I don't want to deal with 11 different people, you know, including U.S. customs. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You don't want to have to deal with that. So I totally, totally get that. Um, Okay. So how excited are you about the second product here that you want to launch? Are you really excited about that? Like, are you like, oh man, I really want to get this thing. Or are you just kind of like, you're doing it just because you think that that's the right thing to do next? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it's a pretty niche area um, that I think is kind of an interesting one. I've ordered a couple of products from AliExpress. Mm-hmm. Um, not really, I guess they're samples, but you know, from AliExpress, it's a little different than ordering Alibaba. So I'm just waiting on those to come in. Okay. So I can, um, one I ordered was kind of a higher price one, and then one was a lower price, and just to check out the differences in quality of the different manufacturers. Um, sure. So that's as far as I've gone with that, besides, you know, doing the Jungle Scout validation and then, and then ordering the products and just waiting on them to come in and see if this is something I want to move forward with. Cause it's, it's something. It's a product I'm not familiar with. I've never used um, myself. And, and okay. so, you know, I just don't know a lot about it. I want to get one and play with it a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, that sounds good. So you won't really know that until you get that. So that's where that is. Um, but I, I think, I mean, I think you're in a great spot. I think you've learned a lot. So mm-hmm. moving forward, it should be easier. Um, again, that thing of of the freight forwarding thing, I, I think that's like a little bit of a sticking point that I think you could get through very easily if you outsource yeah. that necessarily to, you know, go to a company like Guided Imports or go to, um, you know, Flexport. I've had both of those, um, the owners of each of those companies on the podcast. Um, and um, I believe, too, if you go on my resource page, I think, I, yeah, I know for Guided Imports you do. And I think Flexport, too. There's some type of discount that's there for the TAS community. But whether you do or not, it's, uh, it's a great company. Both of them I know personally. I've had them both on the show. Um, and I talk regularly with them guys. Um, so they're good people. And if you have any questions, they're easy to get a hold of because they're, it, what's cool about their companies is they're people that lived here in the States that mm-hmm. moved there and now they run companies there and they, they manage people to do the work that we would necessarily have to communicate through. So, um, which makes it really cool because they're there on the ground. Yeah. Um, with a, with a company and they, they can speak the, you know, the language and, and all that stuff. So there's no, there's no barrier there. So, um, yeah, I would definitely do that though, Megan. I think that's, uh, that's definitely something you can do like right now. Just start getting prices on it. I would just contact one of those companies and just say, give me a price. Like yeah. here, here's the box size. Here's the, here's the weight. And you know, I want to have it, I want it shipped by C what's the cost. And then they're going to come back with a quote and you're going to say, okay, cool. And then at least you'll know that now, oh, wow, I can reduce that cost by $3.75. That's crazy. Like, that's money in my mm-hmm. pocket, so maybe I still yeah. want to do this. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a That'll lot. That'll be done today. 
Cool. I like that. Action. Take an action. Uh, right. All right. Cool. So is there any other last things that you wanted to discuss before we wrap up this uh, this uh, call? No, I think you walked me through a lot of good things. And um, I, I've just got to, like you said, look at the numbers and make some decisions about what I want to do going forward. So I'm excited to um, put some put some thought into that over the next couple of days. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing I want to kind of go back to real quick before we wrap up is that, you know, like you, you mentioned, like uh, you want to have your husband create some videos and stuff. And I think that's useful for not just the traffic that you'll get from YouTube, but it's also good for people that buy your product can see how to use it better. So when mm-hmm. you send those follow up emails, you can say, here's a here's a video or here's a PDF and maybe you can have screenshots from the video and then you can then have a link in your PDF that goes over to the video. Um, so this way here, again, you're giving that user a better experience and then that's going to also help with reviews and feedback and, and all that fun stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's definitely something that when the time is right, definitely adding that will, will separate you from, from your competition. Cause I'm sure that, uh, not everyone is doing that. It's, it's more work, you know, Yeah. (laughs) whenever there's more work, we, you know, a lot of people tend not to do it. Um, so yeah, I like it. So, all right, this has been awesome. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this has been helpful to you, Megan. Super helpful. I really appreciate you walking me through all that. Yeah, awesome. And um, I know that you're going to be looking into maybe doing a meetup in um, North Carolina. So it's not official yet, but um, we're talking about that because you are in North Carolina and you've agreed to maybe give me a hand with that, maybe finding a location or something. We can do that. And we might do like a unofficial one like I've done in the past where we just do like a meet and greet. And I also might just do a, uh, I might do a small workshop for a day or something like that. But you and I will talk through that. But uh, anyone that's in North Carolina or that might want to pay a visit to North Carolina. Um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. We might be doing that soon. So that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to get that um, set up. Yeah, that'll be awesome. All right, Megan. Well, I want to thank you and um, good luck and keep me posted. And, uh, you know, I think that you're on the right track. Uh, you've definitely learned a lot. And I think your your future looks bright. Well, hey, I appreciate uh, the vote of confidence. I'll take it. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Megan. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Scott. All right, so I hope that you got value from that. I enjoyed that so much. I love talking about this stuff one-on-one, and with Megan, that's what I was able to do, and I've done this at meetups as well, or our live events, and I really, really enjoy that because a lot of times, I can dig in to where some people might not be able to see it. It's hard when you're in the business, and when other people look from the outside, they can start to pull apart the business itself, but also maybe some of the things that you can do to increase profits or just expand the product line, and that's really what we talked about here, and I just love talking about this stuff and digging in where I can, so hopefully you got a ton of value by listening to me brainstorm as we went through uh, her journey so far, and I think the one thing I want to highlight here, and I think Megan did very, very well at explaining, was how she learned through this process, and she's not deflated. She's not like, oh, I'm going to give up because my first product's only making $2 a unit because she learned through that process, and even if she didn't figure out a way to make that profitable, she's okay with that. And I think a lot of people need to understand that getting started is the hardest part. And she actually went through the process, learned through that process, and she was ready to go on to the next product, which she is going to do. But again, you can sometimes look and see what you already have currently going and moving and see if you can enhance that or make it better. And again, I just want to highlight that, that you learn through this process. I've always said that you learn by doing, not by consuming. So you're not just going to sit here and learn 
by reading all this stuff or listening to all this stuff, you have to actually get it in motion. You have to actually get started. And uh, it's really, really important that you do that. I want to remind you guys the show notes. You can pick those up by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 341. All of the show notes, the transcripts, the links that we talked about will be there for you as well. You can also link up with uh, with Megan herself, and she's got a YouTube channel that she really just documents her journey. And uh, she even said it; it was you know part of the reason of doing it is so she can hold herself accountable and also see where she's where she's gone. Like where did she start? Where did she go? And where is she going? And it's kind of all documented. And I think that's a pretty cool idea. Now I know some people don't want to get on camera; they don't want to you know post on YouTube, and I get that. But you can always keep a journal, you can keep a notebook and kind of log what you do on a regular basis or even write down what you want to do in that 90-day sprint. I think it's a great idea to track your progress. And this way here, you can kind of see where you came from and see how you've grown or what you missed the mark on. And then from there, you can you know decide if you want to improve that or if you want to you know give it another go. Um, so definitely, definitely, I'm a big fan of uh, tracking your progress, but then also a way for you to be accountable. So uh, definitely do something along those lines. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Again, the show notes are at theamazingseller.com forward slash 341. And as always, guys, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.